the Son, therefore, shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 18th, 2011. And some of the main topics we'll be covering today, we're going to be looking, taking kind of an in-depth look at um, pop and rock music um, and a lot of the demonic influences behind um, these genres, I guess you'd call them, of music. And we're, we're going to be kind of taking an in-depth look at that, looking again at, uh, we're going to be looking some at Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, um, the lead singer from Megadeth. We're going to be looking at what um, one Satanist has to say about uh, rock music. We're also going to be looking at an interview that John Todd did where he really kind of exposes what also is going on there. And um, a lot definitely with Lady Gaga. And then we're going to be getting into some more just general current event type things. Uh, just kind of various different subjects. We're going to be looking at Glenn Beck a little bit as well. And Bishop Eddie Long. We're going to be taking another look at him. We've talked about him in times past, but there's been... Um, I saw a video, another video about him the other day, and I uh, just wanted to revisit that topic again. So let's go ahead and we'll get started with... Um, and this would kind of apply to a lot of what we're going to be talking about because a lot of what the driving force behind rock and pop music in particular, not to say there's not other genres that aren't being affected, um, but what we're looking at today at least uh, is essentially Satan's attack on humanity, Satan's defilement of humanity. And Psalm Chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 says, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, uh, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Which is really a a common theme uh, when you hear a lot of these lyrics uh, or, or people that are being interviewed, a lot of these, particularly like Lady Gaga, things like that. Uh, what they want most of the time, and a, and a lot of motivation for their for their music much of the time, seems to be um, blasphemy against God. It seems to be wanting to do it their own way, uh, and, and wanting to get other people into the same sin and defilement that they're in. And the uh, Bible talks about that in Romans chapter 1, where... Uh, it, at the very end of Romans chapter 1, after it's talking about men burning after men and women burning after women, and it said not only do they take pleasure in the thing, these things that they do, but they also take pleasure in them to do them. It's like misery loves company. They want to bring you down to their level. And um, I would have to say, with Lady Gaga in particular, I mean, it's so wicked uh, what where these videos and, and where and where this industry is going. It's so evil. It's so disgusting. It's so just, I mean, I, I can't even describe how vile uh, the, the world is getting, and, and not to mention a, a lot of the modern day, um, where the modern day music industry is going. It's so gross. But this is where Satan is going to ultimately 
try to bring humanity to the to the bottom rung. He's never going to be satisfied with people just staying in, in one, at one level of sin. He's going to try everything he can to get you further and further and further in the pig slop. You know? So, it, and this is what I really believe, looking at some of the garbage that's going on now in the music industry, it's, it's, it's just getting so evil and vile, it's hard to even comprehend. So, going back to this, it says, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. God's response is, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision, meaning like confusion and this type of thing. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. So that's, you know, that's what's coming to them. Now, first video, or first video clip here is, uh, Satanic Priest Explains Pop Culture Brainwash. So I'm going to go ahead and get that loaded here. Okay, so this is a short video clip. I'm going to go ahead and play it here, and you're going to be hearing a, uh, a satanic priest here uh, explaining some things that you may not be aware of. are in control because basically we are not a political organization. We are in a- Okay, now this is Nicholas Shrek and Zena LaVey. Zena LaVey is the daughter of Anton LaVey. Now Anton LaVey was the guy that wrote the satanic Bible. Um, and he also started the satanic church, which was actually... I believe debuted in March 1st, 1966. March 1st being Beltane, a very high satanic holiday. And uh, this is his um, daughter and this guy named Nicholas Shrek. I, I don't know. I, I believe they're at the head of the of the satanic uh, church at this point. And this is that. This is an interview with them cult organization. We're working behind the scenes to manipulate the way that people think. The war that we are waging is a guerrilla war on the human mind. And we use musical frequencies, the dominant frequency, which I've referred to before, and symbolism and imagery to awaken dormant aspects of the human mind. And symbolism and imagery to awaken dormant aspects of the human mind. What we're waging is a cultural war right now on every front, in music, in literature, utilizing the media against itself. We're using music because that's the... That's the now, just when you, if you watch this video, I'll give you a link to it. In the background, they're showing album cover or in picture after picture or album cover after album cover of either men or women, and, it's, and usually one eye is covered. And you'll see a lot of that symbolism. You'll see a lot of people making like the pyramid sign with their hands and you'll see the one eye between it. What is that symbolic of? Well, all you have to do is look on the back of the $1 bill, which is like, you know, the satanic game plan, essentially, the, the seals of the Illuminati. And you see the all-knowing all eye of Lucifer, or Horus, on top of the uncapped pyramid with, you know, again, I could do a whole study on that, but it's, uh, it's extremely satanic. There's nothing Christian about it. And this is how flagrant they've become. So, he's showing these pictures. So, let's go back to this. Instrument that young people respond to right now. We're doing propaganda directly to awaken the wolf 
in man. We are in control and symbolism and imagery to awaken dormant aspects of the human mind. Politics is merely the puppet show of human beings, and we transcend that. But we are interested in the control of human beings for our own purposes. We are in control, and the wolf represents the beast in man. That's what we seek to unleash in humanity, because it's been repressed and tamed by Judeo-Christian values, and that, above all, is what we seek to eradicate. Now, see, notice, he doesn't talk about Buddhism, he doesn't talk about Shintoism, doesn't talk about the Muslims, doesn't talk about Confucius, you know, he talks about, basically, Christianity. And that is always the centerpiece of where you will see a Satanist or somebody highly involved in the cult... And incidentally, when people get, a, you know, these abduction scenarios, and literally 3 to 4% of the population is, has, op- has said that they've actually had these types of scenarios happen. They, they can't all be crazy. Um, if they get taken aboard, whatever it is they're taken aboard on, if they are brainwashed, the brainwashing will typically be oriented toward, okay this ancient astronaut theory, where supposedly the aliens created us millions of years ago were their little science project, and now they've got to come back to police their project because we've messed things up so bad. And in order to take the next step in evolution, in order to go from the age of um, Pisces into the age of Aquarius, and the age of Pisces, they say, was dominated by you know, Jesus. But it was their Jesus, their fake Jesus, known as Sananda Emmanuel, or Master Jesus, We've done several studies on that. But in order to take this next evolutionary step into the age of Aquarius, you know, they have to come back and facilitate that. And they're the only ones that can do it because they created us. And that's called the ancient astronaut theory. It's also what intelligent design is based on. And I've done a whole study on that as well. If you go up to contendingfortruth.com and um, just key in ancient astronaut. Or on the right-hand side of contendingfortruth.com, you'll see uh, other resources where you can find those teachings. So, anyway, um, it's just kind of important to, you know, just remember that one aspect. Let's go back to the video here. The wolf should be unleashed, destroying everything that Judeo-Christianity has succored and kept alive. We have no concern for the homeless, particularly. We don't have any concern in helping people. As Adolf Hitler said, we seek to bring about a youth that has closed its heart to pity. All of the humanist values that Judeo-Christianity has encouraged, we want to wipe them out. It's led to democracy, social humanism, the idea of equality. All of this filth has to be wiped out if the human race is going to continue to take the next step in evolution. End of the old order. So, yeah, and he, again, he just reiterates that, you know, in order to take this next step in evolution, this has to happen. Um, unleashing the wolf inside us. Uh, is what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is create a state of total depravity in man where man's basest uh, urges and desires and will just be unfettered, where they'll just manifest and, and you know anything goes, no holds barred, where it, you just create the system in the state of lawlessness that um, that's what they're after. They're after that, just total depravity. And um, he's very, very obviously very open about it. 
an end of the old world and the beginning of a new order. Okay, and that's the that's the end of the video. So again, the end of the old world order and the start of the new world order, and that is the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, which is what they're in reference to. We talked about that many times. So they're accomplishing this one of the main ways is through music. Okay, so let's see if we can get some more confirmation uh, about that particular point then. If that's the case, there should be some ways that we can confirm things. And this is an interview from John Todd, um, Demons Behind the Music Industry. And the audio quality is not that great, and I apologize, but this recording was made in the 1970s. And, um, I said on account of 13 people that take orders only from the Rothschild Tribunal in London, which they claim they take their orders directly from Lucifer. Okay, so he sat on the, the council of 13, and um, this, what he claims, you know, is to be at a very, very high level in, in the Illuminati. And this is one of the ways, the, the controlling hierarchy, the way that, that things work. So, um, John Todd was, was, was like this, but then became a born-again Christian, and um, wasn't exactly well-received within the church, because the stuff that he went into was very radical, um, and... But from my research, uh, from what I've heard from him, I would have to say, you know, he was right on the money with the, in regard to what the things that he got into. And him, much like Fritz Springmeier, had to be silenced. Now, I understand Fritz Springmeier, I believe, got out of, of jail. This was at a time, though, when this type of information was virtually unknown. I mean, when, when he started, he was literally one of the first ones to ever come out. Now, they don't really care, the Illuminati. They're, they're so far advanced in their agenda. But at the time, the people that first were the pioneers that would come out with this information, they were really targeted. And he was one of the first. I was the manager of Zodiac Productions. Which Zodiac Productions, its name's been changed since then. I'm not even sure what to call it now, but it's the largest music conglomerate in the world. It owns RCA Records, Columbia Records, Motown Records, owns almost all the concert booking agencies in the United States. And that's not even the, the name of the company that owns it. The name of the company that owns it is Brenner Enterprises, and Brenner Enterprises is owned by Chase Manhattan. Chase Manhattan's owned by Standard Oil, and Standard Oil's owned by the Lords of London. You can track it all back. You kind of get the idea after a while. But I was the managing president of Zodiac Productions. It's one of my jobs as being one of these 13 people. Thus, I got to know many of the people who produce music and sing the music and play the music that you play. Now, one of the closest friends that I got during that time that I obtained was a man named David Crosby, Crosby, Still Nash and Young. I saw David. So this is from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, David Crosby. He, he was the man, so John Todd was the manager of Zodiac Productions, this record company. And he was rubbing elbows with a lot of the main, uh, rock stars and, uh, of the day, pretty much. So this is his story. David the day before Christmas last year, talked with him. I got him away from this witch that he had with him. He told her to go shopping. We were in West Hollywood and I was, witnessing around the people I knew. We went off in this store and we started talking. I said, David, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. I said, I now, when he got David Crosby off on his own from this witch, the thing is, is he was already born again Christian at that point. But he was going back to some of his old buddies and, and conversing with them. Um, 
And this is what this is all about, this interview. I already know the answers, but I've been gone for five years. I like to know certain things are still the way they were when I left. I said, do they, now I'll have to explain some of this when I'm done. You're not going to understand it all unless you know something about music. I said, do they still take the master to the temple room? Dave said, yeah. I said, do they still have the colon conjure demons into the master? He said, of course. I said, now i got to know something. What's the main reason for rock music? He said, come on, Lance, you know what the reason is. I said, please, David, I don't want to guess. Tell me what the main reason is. He said, the same as when you were in, so that we can place spells on people that we couldn't cast spells upon. I'll explain what that means in a minute. I said, okay, one last thing. I've been hearing that you must be an initiated witch now to get a record contract. He said, that's right. He said, many of us that weren't total witches have to be witches now in order to produce music. Thank you. The master is a tape about as big as the top of this podium that looks like an overgrown eight-track that the album is cut on and is placed in a machine that produces and presses the records and the eight tracks and cassettes that you buy. After it's been recorded, it's taken in. This is why a master's cut months in advance before it's released. On the full moon, it's taken in to a temple room about the size of this auditorium that is in every one of the major music companies behind locked doors up in the executive offices. And it's placed on an altar sitting in the north of the room and a pentagram engraved in the floor. And 13 hand-chosen witches and wizards and a coven come in and conjure a principality or a power-up, usually Regia or something like that, and order him to tell the demons under him to follow every record and every tape coming off of that master. As I tell many Christian parents, you can go home and count your kids' records, probably yours too, and count how many demons at least are there. That's too hard for you to believe? I'm sorry. That's why they do it. Now listen to me. This is why rock music's addicting. Have you ever seen kids that got rid of their music? They go around like this. They can't wait to find a rock station somewhere and they sneak off just like getting a cigarette or a fix because it's addicting. That's why they can't give it up. The rest of the- and obviously this would apply to pop music and hip-hop and those types of things as well. So I don't know how much you were able to hear of that, but just to reiterate, every music major music uh, company has a, has a uh, temple room, and they'll take the master prior to... The master is what is used to make all of the copies that go out, uh, whether they be CDs or, or whatever. I mean, obviously today it would be, I guess... Well, the master would be used to even make you know MP3s and these types of things, and, and they, cho- they hand-chose 13 witches that will go in there in what they call skyclad, totally naked, and they would do this spell, usually conjuring a spirit like Regi, which is a very, very high-level demonic um, principality, not your garden variety, but very high level, and essentially to assign demons to every single uh, recording that comes off that master, so that when you bring the stuff into your house... Uh, particularly, if, I believe, really, this, the dynamic would really work well if you actually bought it and brought it into your house, like a CD or something. You're actually bringing in demonic entities into your house, and if you do that willingly, it's kind of like if you've ever seen those shows about vampires, and the vampires, <laughs> they can't just come into your house. They have to be invited in. Well, it's a very similar concept. When when you do that, even as a born-again Christian, um, there's doors that are that are opened where they can actually come in and, you know, uh, 
obviously have certain uh, influences over you, and curses and things like this. You can bring curses upon yourself. Um, it's very similar to that concept. So this is what he's explaining with this whole concept. So let, let, let him go further. Conversation was this. You can't cast a spell on a Christian, but you can get a Christian to cast a spell on themselves. If you give the permission for the spell to work, being a Christian won't block it. And rock music is not just a song. It is supernatural music that which is carefully designed by their spirit guides or familiar spirits in the form of spells. Now, although the devil's music par is the music and God's music is the words, much of the songs are written in what we call witch language. Give you kind of an idea. You talk, on, many of you talk on a CB, unless you know what, you, what a smoky is, and uh, a tin four and uh, uh, a front door and back door and rocking chair. Okay, so he's talking about if you talk on a CB, uh, a CB radio like truckers talk on, he's saying, you know, there's a certain way that they talk up there that only a trucker is going to be able to understand. The same way with a lot of the rock music. I, I mean, if, if you ever go back and, and you listen to some of these songs you might have, you know, uh, grown fond of or whatever since childhood, if you listen to the lyrics, a lot of the lyrics don't make a whole lot of sense. They're just, they're very disjointed, they're very weird. And that's what this witch language is that is crafted by these songs. And, and many of the songs are openly written through automatic writing. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, like the number one rock music song of all time, was, was written through automatic writing. Um, uh, basically, the guy essentially, um, I believe it was Led Zeppelin, they, they essentially sit down and the demon or demonic force takes possession of the person writing the song and they're sitting there and their hands moving but they're not doing it the demon is actually writing the song for them and in these songs many times because it is demonically written when you play them backwards backward masking you'll have all kind of other secret messages like you know hail satan and this type of garbage that goes on with those particular songs. In fact, Stairway to Heaven is one of the worst ones as far as backward masking goes. If you were to play it backwards, there's all kind of messages about, you know, giving glory to Satan and these types of things. And these type of things, you don't know what you're talking about. Same with witches. When you're in the first or second level, you have to learn over 2,000 words that said by anybody else means something totally different than when you say them. Elton John has said he's never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in which language. And I want to show you something. Damn many kids in here beyond. And look at, you know, Elton John. I mean, he's one of the most popular of all time. You know, flagrant homosexual. Him and his lover just adopted a uh, child. You know, I mean, that guy is the poster boy for the sodomite movement. And look at, you know, the, the level of witchcraft he's involved at. None of us really, I don't think, can comprehend this. Uh, the G. Craig Lewis, he, he put out, he's put out some good uh, videos regarding this, um, where he's exposed this. And one of the last videos I watched from him, he was talking about how uh, even the modern day rap stars, they have to, at least in the particular record company they were working with, they had to be a member of the OTO, or what that stands for is Ordo, Ordo Templar Orientis, uh, which is one of the um, main satanic cults that Aleister Crowley had a lot to do with 
getting really rolling. He was he was very active in the OTO. Uh, he was a member of the Order of the Golden Dawn, but that wasn't quite hardcore enough for him. And Aleister Crowley, the self-proclaimed beast, 666, you know, he would portray that on his forehead, bragged about, you know, having uh, defiling little children and then um, sacrificing them and, and, you know, every possible disgusting thing you could possibly ever imagine this guy openly bragged about and i mean you can go up on the internet and watch documentaries about i don't even advise watching documentaries the guy was so violent evil the last time i tried to watch an uh, a just a documentary on the guy i was just physically ill i mean it was just you're it's terrible the guy was so depraved he is literally kind of like the poster child for modern day rock music a lot of the beatles revered him that he was on the back of their album cover that I think it was the White Album or one of those ones where they had all the people they admired on the back. You know, John Lennon, I can't even repeat what John Lennon said about Jesus Christ. But it wasn't it wasn't too long after that that John Lennon was dead. And uh, Led Zeppelin, totally obsessed with Aleister Crowley, even bought his house on, on Loch Ness, where the Loch Ness monster, that whole thing is. He They bought his house... Um, that band and, and did you know magical workings in it and these types of things after Aleister Crowley had died as a um, from you know as a depraved heroin addict is essentially how he ended up dying. But Aleister Crowley said, "Do what thou will shall be the whole of the law," and he actually channeled books, um, demonic books. Uh, I think it was the the book of the law was the one that he channeled through this this entity that appeared to him in the great pyramid of Giza and this entity was known as Iwas it looks very very much like the modern day gray alien and he did all types of of magical workings to literally open doorways and bring these demonic entities usher them into our plane of existence very very high what they call ceremonial magic and then after that L Ron Hubbard and uh, Ron Parsons the guy from Jet Propulsion Laboratory L Ron Hubbard being the one that started Scientology they continued this ceremonial magic and trying to open these doorways and they did a working um which where they were trying to bring the whore of Babylon through, and they believed that they were successful in doing that. Uh, the point being, occultists, high-level occultists, are trying and have been trying to open doorways where these entities would literally be ushered into our plane of existence, where they could do, um, you know, defile humanity is essentially what it boils down to. This also has a lot to do with, with what CERN, uh, the particle collider, is trying to accomplish as well. They're trying to open doorways where these entities can come through. And all of this is being satanically inspired to do so. So, anyway, I just wanted to give you a little more background there on that. Let's go further. An adult. How many remember and have heard at least several times a song called Hotel California? Somebody tell me what it meant. Quickly, somebody tell me what it meant. Huh? That's pretty close. But from the words, what did it mean? Well, that's more of a guess. See, most people can't tell you. That's why when people do drugs and they listen to songs in which language, they get some of the meaning. But most of the time, they can't tell you. Stop and think how many songs are out there that you really like, and you don't have any idea what the person was talking about. Beyond the Yellow Brick Road? How about The Destroyer by Kiss? Can anybody tell me what it's about? Kiss said in it, kids, 
tell your parents. They're talking about Helder Skelter. Beatles sung Helder Skelter in which language nobody knew what it meant. Manson did because he belongs to the process. Helder Skelter is a seven, several thousand year old word. Most of the music is either about Helder Skelter or a place called the Night Winds, which is what Hotel California is about, and different doctrines of witchcraft. You listen to them, your parents let you listen to them, and they have no idea. Kids openly brag how they were gaining control of people through their music because the people played their music. They told how they didn't form their own group. Their church, because they were ordained ministers of the Satanist church, placed them together. And that's how most of the music is done. David Crosby, when him and Crosby, Still Nash and Young, produced the record Two-Way Street, they ordered the Principality of Medes to order demons of rebellion to go into the record, and everybody that heard it would be rebellious against law and order and government. And it was Okay, so David Crosby, I mean, you wouldn't think of, like, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Like, I mean, that's not, like, hard rock or, you know what I mean? It's not, it wouldn't even be considered hardly rock music, you know what I mean? It's more of a milder. But they ordered the demonic principality of Medice into the records to cause rebellion, and, and a lot of the stuff that went on during the 60s was inspired from Aleister Crowley, and then it just, the evolution of it came up through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, to where we get today, where we have people like Lady Gaga, which, you know, where <laughs> we're talking a whole other different level here. One of the reasons for the great upheaval in the 60s was that one album, and they take open credit for it. I have personally talked with Johnny Todd on the basis of Jack Chet's recommendation. I have known Johnny Todd now for more than four years, and I have known him for some six months. I believe that Johnny Todd is a genuinely converted man, saved by the grace of God out of the depths of Satanism. Okay, so that that's important because that was a pastor testifying what he felt about John Todd, that he's a genuinely born-again, uh, Bible-believing Christian that was converted um, and um, a lot of the Jack Chick, uh, the comic books that they have, some of them, I think Spellbound and one or two other ones, is based on a lot of John Todd's uh, information. Now, you can go up to chick.com and chick.com, and I believe you can read those comic books online. And if not, they're not that expensive. But it's a good really good education on the music industry. And he's one of the only ones that has ever actually been there, done it, and came out. And there's other ones that have gotten glimpses into it. But he's one of the only ones. And this is a, a reason why, you know, most likely he he was ultimately uh, silenced. And that's a whole, I could do a whole teaching on that, but we want to move on here. Next article is... Um, Megadeth rocker Dave Mustaine refuses to play heavy rock anthem because track is laden with black magic imagery and occult spells. And this is very recent. The singer became fascinated in witchcraft as a teen. Now this is the guy, Megadeth lead singer, I believe, Dave Mustaine. Uh, he became fascinated in witchcraft as a teen and he's convinced spells he cast have come back to haunt him. And supposedly, he's now a strict Christian. Now, I, I can't speak to that. I have no idea. Okay, but I'm just reading from the article here. He's keen to distance himself from his dark past and refuses to play the song, quote, The Conjuring, like you conjure a demon. He refuses to play that song from the 1986 album, Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? That was the name of the album. On tour, because the lyrics about black magic still affect him. My, my question would be, if he's, if he's on tour... 
what is what is he doing on tour? You know, playing any of this garbage. You know, to say that one song is, oh, I can't play that, but all the other songs are good. I don't buy that. That's garbage. But anyway, it is something that I, I wanted to at least touch on. He tells Total Guitar Magazine, performance-wise, The Conjuring is one of the heaviest songs on record, but unfortunately it's got black, black magic in it, uh, and I promised that I wouldn't play it anymore. And again, as though the other songs are good. Because there's a lot of instructions for hexes in that song. Although it kind of seems corny, anybody who's a Wiccan witch or a warlock or anything like that will know that all of that stuff is instrumental. Uh, when I got into black magic, I put a couple of spells on people. When I was a teenager, it haunts me forever, and I've had so much torment. People say Dave never gets a break. He's had such a hard life. Uh, and then I just think to myself, no, Dave didn't. He got into black magic, and, his, and it ruined his life. Uh, so that was um, one of the... That was a quote from him. Next article. I received this from a listener. She forwarded this article to me. Katy Perry, the indoctrination of the youth to the coming great deception. Um, hi, Dr. Johnson. The Wicked Witch of the West, my nickname for her, is up, is up to it again. Not only does she promote homosexuality on her song, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, and also promiscuity to little girls with Teenage Dream. That's the song. The song that tells young teenage girls to essentially have no morals and become a whore like her. Now she's selling the alien gospel with her new UFO song, E.T., like the extraterrestrial. No, I'm not joking. I give you the link to her video as well as a commentary analysis of the lyrics and the video by uh, a critique by L.A. Marzulli. Caution, towards the end of the video there is nudity, can you believe this witch was raised by supposedly Christian pastor parents? Perry grew up listening to only gospel music and sang in her local church as a child. Satan must be so proud of her, leading all these poor kids into hell. Just another thing to pray about. And then she gives the verse Deuteronomy 28.20. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all thou settest thine hand unto do. Until thou be destroyed. This is their this is their ultimate end, these types of devils. Uh, and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Um, and this article is by L.A. Marzula regarding Katy Perry. And it shows this picture of her. Ugh, so disgusting. She's got reptilian eye slits and her face is all alien kind of looking. It's just gross. Anyway, the the lyrics, I'm not going to play the actual video, but this is a commentary and analysis. Uh, warning, graphic lyrics, sleazy video. Uh, I posted some more things. He only had a certain portion of this, but I posted a little bit more in here. I went up and I got the lyrics online. Uh, Cayenne West, um, this black guy that is like this rapper dude, just just wicked and evil. They're all wicked and evil, but they're just, uh, it's just disgusting. Uh, it, the song starts out by, he says, I got a dirty mind, I got filthy ways. Um, then it, I skip ahead. They calling me an alien, a big-headed astronaut. Um, and Katy Perry then says, you're so hypnotizing. Could you be the devil? Could you be an angel? Your touch feels, now, he's an alien. 
Okay, essentially. She's saying, could you be a devil? Could you be an angel? Your touch is magnetizing. Feels like I'm floating. Leaves my body glowing. Uh, they said, be afraid. You're not like the others. And again, what we're describing here is, is some type of, of abduction scenario. Um, and then she says, futuristic lover, different DNA. Now remember, I, I just seem to be coming back to this always, all the time. Over and over. The DNA. Satan's main goal right now, one of his main goals, just like it was in the days of Noah, when, when, when and Jesus Christ said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, this is the days we're, we're firmly in and moving into further and further. What were they doing, what was the main thing they were doing in Noah's day? Defiling the DNA of humanity. When, this, when the fallen angels came down, and saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and took them wise all that they chose, and produced in this offspring these giants, which is translated from the word Nephilim in the, in the Hebrew, or the fallen ones. And these fallen ones came and defiled humanity, and consumed humanity, to the point where humanity became so depraved, and I believe so defiled, the seed had become so defiled, that there were only eight people on the earth that had not been corrupted. And this is why God had to destroy the whole world, save eight people, Noah and his family, on the ark. God had to essentially start over. Well, the same thing's happening today. Exactly the same thing, and Jesus Christ predicted it. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, they, meaning another race, meaning these, I believe, the, these fallen angels, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. And that word means to aptly fit in the, in the Hebrew. So, there's predictions of this happening in the days and times we're living in. We're seeing it all around us. Uh, we're seeing the defilement of the plant life through these GMO. We're seeing the defilement of animals and fish and they're doing all these crazy insane experiments and combining you know you know foods in 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 with with literal animal dna and in in animal dna with human dna and and now they've got milk now they've got cows that are actually uh producing human-like milk we'll talk about that i believe next week they're playing God. They're trying to defile and corrupt everything that God set in place. Jesus Christ in his word said, let everything produce after its own kind. Okay, essentially in the Old Testament. And so, this is why when you have, this is why like bestiality and these types of things in the Bible are condemned. It's not right. It's, not, it's, it's a crime against nature. Uh, men with men, crime against nature. Women with women, crime against nature. Man with beast, crime against nature. These are things that are disgusting, depraved, and immoral in God's eyes. And nothing good ever comes out of it. And they're trying to do that across the gamut. Satan is with his, you know, scientists and people like this and Monsanto and, and all these alien abduction scenarios which one of the main things you'll see in these alien abduction scenarios, and I said there's been millions and millions of people that have admitted to this, one of the main things that they always focus on is the reproductive system of the humans. And that they're trying to create these hybrids and these types of things. Now how that's all going to play out, I, I, I can't say. I haven't been aboard the mothership lately. 
you know. Um, but I know they're up to the same garbage they were up to in Genesis 6, and the Bible clearly predicted it was going to be that way. So it shouldn't be something that should surprise us. But what is it all about? It's all about defiling our DNA, the vaccinations. I've told you there's foreign DNA in the vaccinations. Whether it be green Reese's diseased monkey kidneys, whether it be them culturing at least 13 different vaccines off aborted babies, off aborted fetal cell lines, and that's a proven fact. In fact, I'm going to give you those, I believe, in the next study. I'll give you all 13, except, except I believe there's more at this point. MMR is one of them. Measles, mumps, rubella. They're trying to taint and destroy our DNA. We're eating, a lot of people, you know, eating GMO food, taking the vaccinations with literally foreign DNA, and who knows what kind of DNA they're really putting in there. Who knows what kind of curse you're bringing upon yourself when you inject foreign DNA or DNA from aborted fetal cell lines into your body. I don't know what it's doing to you, but I know it cannot be good. I know it cannot be good for you spiritually. Every possible way that they can try to defile our DNA, they're doing it. The chemtrails, most likely that has to do with that as well. There's all types of things that they're doing that we don't even know about, that we're not even, you know, black projects and things like this that are going on. But she goes on to say futuristic lover, meaning this is the lover of the future. Different DNA. A lot of these abduction scenarios that play out, you know, these things copulate with women and men even have experiences where there's these... I'm not... I'm just telling you, I've seen story after recount, re, after recounting of things like this. There has to be something to it. And you look at Genesis 6, and it was the same scenario that was playing out then. I just believe back then it was more out in the open. It was more like, okay, here we are. We're taking over. We're going to take wives all that we choose. We're, and they were. The, this is where we get the Greek mythology and, and the gods of, of old and these types of things. All of this mythology directly comes from Genesis 6. And then probably also to a certain extent, it said that there were giants in the days in the earth in those days, Noah's day, and then also after that, because when they went into the promised land, it was no different. What did they encounter? Giants. We were as grasshoppers in their sight, okay, as, as, the, as the spies came back and pointed out. So you had a lot of that going on as then. Um, this is where we get a lot of our mythology from, that is actually based, I'm not saying it's not embellished, but it's based on, to a certain extent, on truth. These things have roamed the earth, they, they, there's all kind of skeletons, that have been discovered and are being discovered, but if the Smithsonian gets a hold of them, what they do is these they all get lost. There's been thousands and thousands of these discoveries, of these gigantic, giant skeletons, and they're always covered up. The Smithsonian has been doing this ever since they started this, ever since the Smithsonian has been uh, founded. That was one of the main things that they, they wanted to uh, cover up. So, going further... Futuristic lover, different DNA. I'm reading the lyrics from this disgusting song. They don't understand you. You're from a whole other world, a different dimension. And since these things are demonic in nature, most likely some type of demonic entity in this, particularly with like gray aliens, in some type of container, essentially. Okay? A, a, a way for a demon to essentially extend himself to be able to literally interact with a person physically, okay? Whereas if he was purely demonic, obviously he wouldn't have a physical body. 
Okay, so essentially, these things, uh, there's there's a good, there is a, you can make a good case that they actually are from a whole other different dimension um, regarding that. And then it goes on to say, you open my eyes and I'm ready to go, lead me into the light. So, this is the all, um, the light of Lucifer, essentially, which his actual name um, when he was Lucifer, Lucifer means light bearer. Okay, it's just that the light they're leading him into is essentially straight to hell. Uh, going further, uh, she says, "Kiss me, kiss me, infect me with your love." It's, it's almost like infect me with your demons, essentially. And then it says, "Fill me with your poison." So again, you know, a lot of truth there. Uh, take me, take me. Want to be a victim? Ready for abduction. So again, this is about an abduction scenario, but this is about women that are openly courting these demonic entities masked as aliens, essentially, to... uh, It's just like in the days of Noah. But these are women that I think what they're trying to do with these songs is actually literally encourage, particularly women, to actively seek to have sexual relations with these things. Because I don't think there's any worse way you could probably demonically infest yourself than to openly invite these things to literally come to you, have sex with you, possibly impregnate you, you know, this is so disgusting, but this is what this video is all about, and I don't advise you watch this video, it's disgusting, any of these videos that we're talking about, Lady Gaga, this witch, um, Katy Perry, they're just vile, disgusting videos, uh, this is why I'm trying to just kind of give you the highlights or the lowlights of the video themselves and, and to kind of, you know, fill you in. What is their agenda? What are they pushing? And I mean, this is literally, I mean, this uh, video, this one, the video that Lady Gaga just released, Born This Way. I mean, what a disgusting piece of trash that is. But it's about birthing a new race. It's about having sex with demons and aliens and things of this nature it's it's about you know it's not about human with human anymore it's about going beyond that because again satan's never going to be content with just humans and humans doing whatever they can no he's going to take try to take you beyond that try to take you to another level of defilement and this is what this is all about so she says want to be a victim ready for abduction now if you were literally Let's say you were singing this song on your iPod and this light and that. You're literally asking Satan, don't be surprised if you don't have some type of scenario, some abduction scenario happen to you. All of a sudden, one night you turn up and, and you've got, you're undergoing what they call night paralysis, where you can't breathe, move, or do anything. And you're on, you know, whether it be in your bed on some, or on some, wind up on some uh, table somewhere, and you're being probed and prodded and defiled. Don't be surprised, because... Just singing these lyrics, you're literally opening the door for that. You're literally asking Satan. You're giving him permission 
to come in and do this to you. I'm, I'm warning you. I'm warning anybody that would hear this. That is exactly what you're doing. And this is why they're having songs like this. So you'll sing the lyrics, so you'll get on board, so you'll get in agreement with these devils and demons. And don't be surprised what happens to you. And maybe he'll come as an angel of light. And it'll be all nice peaches and cream. Oh, it was the most wonderful thing. I've never had that type of experience with a man. The way they're portraying this sex with aliens thing on these videos is like, it's so much better than anything that a normal man could give a woman. It's, it's, you're going to the next level. You're, you're, you're actually having sex with either fallen angels or these aliens, and they can do things to you that a normal man could never do. This is the carrot that Satan is using. And then it says, she goes on to say, boy, you're an alien, your touch is so foreign, it's supernatural, extraterrestrial. And then Cayenne West, I'm skipping a lot of the lyrics here, because a lot of it's not even appropriate to repeat. He ends it by saying, tell me what's next, alien sex, I'm I'm a disrobe you, meaning he's going to disrobe you, then I'm going to probe you, which is a very, very common thing when people turn up uh, where the, in these abduction scenarios, they're being probed, they're undergoing all kind of horrific, horrific experimentation. They're having men having sperm removed, women having their eggs harvested from their ovaries, all types of implements, probes, implants being put in their head, in their body, and then a lot of times they're verified later. Many times women actually turn up pregnant, and then all of a sudden, the fifth, sixth month of their pregnancy, they get it reabducted, and then the baby's gone. What happens? Well, you know, you can you can uh, guesstimate what might be happening, but they're trying. They're doing genetic experimentation. They're trying to create some type of hybrid race, just like in Genesis six, as in the days of Noah. The giants were hybrids, essentially. Okay, they were a hybrid of human and fallen angelic offspring. Well, it's the same thing today. Except I think they're having more trouble with it today because, as, as it indicates in Daniel, it says, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, meaning they, meaning another race, and what other race could it be? But they shall not cleave, and that means to aptly fit. So I think they're having God's thrown a monkey wrench into it today where they're not as able to easily do this as they were in Genesis 6. Not to say they're still not trying heavily. Obviously, that's what the main, their main focus on. Uh, if you ever want to see... I really believe an accurate depiction of the terror that these demonic entities put people through and that they thrive on. Remember, demons and devils and Satan feed off your fear. They feed off your fear. And when you see these abduction scenarios, and, and the best one I've seen is just go up to YouTube, key in fire in the sky, and go to abduction scene. Abduction scene, fire in the sky. As, as you're typing it into YouTube, you'll see it'll come out. Click on that, watch that. And that's a very accurate description of a lot of the uh, the tear that they try to put people in. They literally vampirize the fear coming off your body. They, they thrive on it. They, they, it's, it's like a drug to them. Okay, They're pure evil, and because they're pure evil... They love to see humans powerless in a total abject tear before them and powerless to do anything against them. Even though it's been proven by CE4 Research, which is a Christian organization that documents people that get abducted, and people that will cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ and really have faith in that, 
the abduction scenario will stop every single time. Now, it can't be a witch crying out to Sananda Emmanuel or Master Jesus, some ascended master. I'm talking about people genuinely crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ in abduction scenarios, and the abduction scenarios stop every time. And it's the only thing that works. It is the only thing that works. Just go up to CE4, the letter C, E as an Edward, 4, the number 4, research. Just do a keyword search for it. And they've got... They've got they document all of the all of the testimonies of people uh, that have it's the only thing that has ever worked, and that just goes to show you why is it when supposedly you're taken aboard the mothership, or why was it when that Satanist was talking? Why was he talking about Christianity? Why is it when these people get abducted they always say, oh, they try to convince you, no, no, we created you. The Jesus Christ of the Bible is a, is a lie. You got it all wrong. He's actually one of us. Why is it they focus on Christianity and Jesus Christ? Because they know that's their true enemy. They know that's their true... Um, that is going to be the source of their destruction. They know that. They don't care about Buddha or Confucius or Allah. They're all on their side. The only thing they ever care about is Jesus Christ. You cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ and you have faith in that, those abduction scenarios will stop and they'll stay stopped because it's almost like throwing battery acid on them from what I've been told. They don't want to, they don't want none of that. Well, what does that do? If that were to happen to you, would it make your faith less or would it make it more? Well, I had a scenario that I've talked about. It's in my supernatural experiences, the teaching that I did on that, where I had this, I believe it was the angel of death at the foot of my bed. And I had had several uh, curses put upon me Wasn't when I was in a Pentecostal church and there were witches in the church and they were putting bones and ashes on the pews. And um, they had actually sacrificed two animals in our yard where I was living at the time. I didn't know about it until afterward. And um, the angel of death, you know, I, I, I've told this story before. I don't really want to get into it again You can, if you want to hear the whole thing. But essentially, I couldn't breathe. Couldn't open my eyes, couldn't do anything. In one word, I got the word Jesus out of my mouth, and that thing was gone. And I knew it was there to kill me. I knew it was there. And that was my experience. Now, it wasn't an abduction scenario. They were there to kill me. It wasn't about taking me aboard any mothership. But I've seen the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is the only thing that will work. There is no other, there is no other thing that will work. So, Kyan West says, I'm going to probe you. See, I abducted you, so I tell you what to do. And this is a very common scenario when, when this happens, that when they're abducted, you know, they feel totally powerless. But it's not true. It's just that most of the time people don't understand this concept about crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the um, listener... Uh, oh no, this is L.A. Marzula's take on this video. He says, I guess I'm just a 60-year-old fuddy-duddy who was out of touch with the young and hip crowd after watching this video, he says. I'm glad, and here's the review of the video in a nutshell. Of It's called E.T. Uh, it's E.T. indoctrination. Okay. The video opens up with Kyan West, who is rapping some vulgar, base, gutter-mouth nonsense and is a graphic illustration of how our culture, or lack of it, has slipped into the abyss of of absurdity and depravity. We can hide from this video and pretend that it hasn't been watched by over 12 million people. So you have to understand, the youth of this country idolize these devils. They idolize them. 
And that's including a lot of people even in, like go to like Christian schools and in Christian... Um, well, well, the church isn't going to speak out against it most of the time. It's not politically correct. They don't want to lose anybody in their congregation. Oh, well, I love Lady Gaga. You know? Uh, these types of things. Well, I like Cayenne that You know, you can't speak out against them. I mean, this is the state of spinelessness of so many of the pastors now. They won't even speak out against this stuff. Not all of them, but I would say the majority. They don't even address these types of issues. So, he goes on to say, um, uh, we can pretend it hasn't been watched by over 12 million people, or we can watch it and pray afterward. Pray for our kids, our grandkids, that they wouldn't be poisoned by this garbage. Pray for this nation that spews out this trash like there's no tomorrow. Pray that people's eyes would be open to what is coming. E.T. and the Great Deception. I Honestly, I think most people are beyond hope. The Bible says that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I don't mean we shouldn't pray about this, but the Bible clearly states that there will be a falling away, an apostasy of the church, and then that wicked one, meaning the Antichrist, will be revealed. And then it goes on to say, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. See, God's the one sending the strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. When you when you watch a video like this and you have pleasure, and I don't understand how that's really possible because it's, it's so vile and sick and disgusting. But remember, this has been incrementalism. It didn't start out this way even back when MTV started debuting videos. They were much more tame back then than they are now, but it's incrementalism. You know, it's like a, a putting a frog in lukewarm water and slowly turning it up to a slow boil. By the time he's in boiling water, it's too late. Well, this is where... This is how the music industry um, has operated through these videos in particular. So, going further, it says, This video blurs, blurs the lines of what is human, and it does so deliberately. There is a shot where Perry's eyes turn reptilian. And that's deliberate. And it's more than just a shot. I mean, this one scene of her, she's got like these brown eyes with these reptilians. Oh, golly, is it disgusting. I mean... I don't even see how somebody could view that as like, you know, like somebody would get turned on over that. It's just, it's so repulsive and so sickening. I mean, we're talking, they're going out of their way to make themselves repulsive, vile, disgusting, sickening, reptilian, all of the above. These videos, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, they do not look human at all. There's something post-human, as we talked about with transhumanism, where they want to implant everybody. Mark of the Beast falling under that category. And these implants actually influence our thinking patterns. They also have curses attached with them, just like these records you bring them home. These implants are cursed devices. Then they defile our DNA with these vaccinations, with neural implants, with who knows what else they're going to try to do. Splicing our DNA with other DNA and, and these types of things. They're trying to create this race that what they term the transhumanism move, movement, which I've reported on many times, is called post-human. Now, if you're post-human, how can you be saved? You're not fully human anymore. You have different DNA in, in you 
that is governing your decisions, defiling your actions, and these types of things. This is why Satan wants to do it. Because Jesus Christ didn't come to pay the price for a hybrid. Okay, now I'm not saying that you know you take a vaccination, it makes you unsaved. I'm not saying that. But if Satan can, through these means that I'm talking about, defile humanity, where they're not even fully human anymore, how, how can you get saved? If it's possible, it's going to be very, very, very incredibly unlikely. And this is the whole goal of Satan, is to make sure that the least amount of people get saved on the planet. The least amount of people getting saved would imply I have less enemies on Satan's thing. He doesn't want any more Christians getting saved, because every Christian that uh, that ultimately gets saved is a potential enemy for Satan. Okay, He wants as few enemies as possible. He also wants... As many people with him ultimately in the lake of fire, which is where people are going to end up, from hell to the lake of fire after the great white throne judgment, he wants as many people in that lake of fire with him as he can get. Why? Because misery loves company. Because we're created in God's image. And the more people he can get in the lake of fire ultimately, the better it makes him feel. Because he knows that's hurting hurting God. He... he he views it as something he can do to hurt and get back at God. Now, again, I'm kind of theorizing a little bit here, but I would imagine that's the way, at least in part, Satan would look at things. So let's go further. So Perry's eyes turn reptilian. Now, that's a big, big thing. Reptilian eyes. I mean, you look at V. What are they? They're reptilians. What was Satan in the Garden of Eden? How did he present himself? As a serpent? Serpents have eyes with slits. Uh, are they of their father, the devil? There are certain races of these the, of these aliens that they're of a higher order, these reptilians. And they're literally like lizard men. And I know that may sound crazy, but I'm telling you, there's tons and tons of people that have seen these things. And all of these things that it seems like Hollywood is getting us prepared for. People with slits in their eyes and in like this reptilian like thing are they becoming more and more like their father the devil i don't know we're gonna have to see how that all plays out but it's sure they're sure going to a lot of trouble to condition us about these things black-eyed uh beans uh not beans but beans or black-eyed children that you see these, uh, when vampires, you know, on these shows and things like that, what, what's the first thing they do when they actually start to morph into what they really are? Their eyes go totally black. That's another thing you see quite a bit of. Slits in the eyes, eyes going black, you know, it's just pure evil. Well, they're sure going out of their way to condition us on that, and they've been doing so for years. And do you think that nothing is going to become of any of that? Do you know how many Christians would be absolutely in abject terror and petrified if these things started to openly manifest out on the streets? Do you think there might come a day where that actually happens? The secular world that is following Satan's agenda are going to want to embrace it. The Christians are going to be terrified, most of them. They're not going to know what to do. Uh, going further... Then there's a lyric, ready for abduction, which again is deliberate. Do we think that this is just good fun, kids being kids? When we first hear Perry, her character is spinning through space, and it is a large, her character is literally a large gray alien. Then this alien, while singing the words to the song, morphs into Katie's character. Now, 
of the Ascended Master ilk out there. I've only talked about Maitreya. But there's a bevy of Ascended Masters out there. Okay, uh, Sanat Kumara, which is another acronym for Satan. Um, there's, oh my word, there, there's, there's tons of them. Okay, uh, One of the ones, one of the more modern day ones, refers to himself as Hanton. Hanton says refers to himself as creator god of the universe. And like I said, I really believe when Satan makes his big debut through the Antichrist, he's going to come and they're going to say, listen, all these flying saucer things, all these abduction scenarios, all this alien stuff that Hollywood has prepared you for, all of the multiple millions of UFO sightings, we've been preparing you. And see, we ascended masters are really your creators. We're here to help humanity usher it into the next um, phase of transition, into the age of Aquarius, where you will be as gods, which was the same lie that Satan told Eve in the Garden of Eden. Same lie. You'll be as gods. That's the whole carrot. And they're going to come with these ascended masters, and different ascended masters are going to be assigned to different Phases of society in different religious groups, I believe, in order to get them all on the same page and so that we can truly form the New World Order. One world religion, one world political system, one world economic system, one world currency. We all need to get on the same page. And religion is one of the main, main things that is going to have to come together for that to happen. Okay, And right now we don't have that. There's, there's too many factions and things like that. But remember, Satan and the false prophet are come, or the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to come with all lying signs and wonders. And the Bible says that is the very means by which they will deceive the whole planet. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, according to Matthew 24, 24. So it's going to be lying signs and wonders and miracles. All types of things like that going on. This Hanton character actually says... They appear as angels of light. These guys usually appear as like these real handsome uh, ascended master dudes. You always got long hair and and they come. All the pictures that we have of Jesus that we get from the Roman Catholic Church, that long-haired, really, really good-looking version of Jesus, that is the Jesus that's going to show up. That's not what Jesus Christ looks like. Okay, The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we would desire him. It says that in the Old Testament. Jesus wasn't like this Adonis guy walking around playing earth with long hair. The Bible says that doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth us that it is a shame for a man to have long hair. It says it right there in the New Testament. Why would Jesus be walking around with long hair, this Adonis looking thing, when the Bible says the exact opposite? But when he does show up, everybody's going to say, hey, that's, all the guy, that's the guy in the picture. And they're gonna fall, people are going to fall for hook, line, and sinker just because of his picture. That's all it's going to take for most people to fall away. Just that one thing, most likely. Well, this Hanton fellow, um, in his, in the form that he appears to humans, you know, I guess, I don't know, good-looking guy, whatever, but he has openly admitted that his true form is that of a large gray alien. A large gray alien. Now, the hierarchy of these supposed alien things that, I, that I've read, you have, you have the Small gray aliens at the bottom rung. You've got the reptilians next higher rung, and then there's white-skinned reptilians and things of this nature. And then you have the large gray aliens, which are actually over them. So, a lot of these, there's just a lot of conditioning going on. 
people are going to be so, their, their minds are going to be so blown when all of this stuff actually is unveiled to humanity. And the Christians of the earth are going to be the most ill-equipped sect of humanity to deal with this. They've had no education in this. It's not taught in the churches. This stuff would be considered, oh, tinfoil hat wearing... Do you think all of the stuff that I've went over, all the stuff that I've said, can be well documented over and over? They've spent billions of dollars, Hollywood, to promote this. Black-eyed beans, aliens, reptilians, uh, reptilians with, with eye slits, all this stuff. Billions of dollars through sci-fi through Hollywood, through publications, and this. Then you have all the abduction scenarios taking place, which further reaffirms that. Then you have channeling through people where they channel these entities, and they're saying and confirming the exact same thing I'm confirming. They always attack the Jesus Christ of the Bible. They always attack the Word of God. They always attack the account of Jesus Christ in the Bible and say we got it totally wrong. They always attack the fact that God didn't create us. They created us. Every one of those Things that I just went over. What would that do to your faith if you believed it? Would it increase your faith? Or would it destroy your faith? Remember, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That word wax means to grow. So these evil men and seducers are growing worse and worse, regarding the end times in particular, and they're deceiving, and they themselves are deceived. This is what we should expect to happen in the end times. In the end times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron, according to 1 Timothy 4.1. So this shouldn't be anything that should be a surprise to us. It's just virtually non-existently taught in the churches. They wouldn't want to do this. They would be typically labeled they don't know about this stuff, most pastors. They've avoided it like the plague. Up to a lot of pastors, this type, type of stuff terrifies them. Terrifies them. I've seen these shows in the past, like where these people have these haunted houses and things like that. And uh, this one that I'd watched, this guy sought, he sought out Christian churches. Now, I'm not sure exactly what churches he went to. But the one guy that they got in there, he was petrified. He wouldn't even go in. I mean, these are guys that, that should be... What did Jesus Christ... Did Jesus Christ cast out devils and demons? Wasn't he always dealing with that? In some way, shape, or form when he was walking around? I mean, whether it be casting out spirits of infirmities or dealing with, with demons, people that were demon-possessed, he was always dealing with that kind of stuff. We have, through Jesus Christ, that same authority. I'm not saying that we're going to walk in the fullness of the Spirit like Jesus Christ. But we are ambassadors of Christ, and we are kings and priests according to the Bible, and these types of things. We need to start understanding that we're the ones that actually have the power. Okay? Through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his shed blood, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. We're the ones that have the power. We are, as the body of Christ. And I'm not saying that so you get a big head. I'm stating facts. We are more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you're going to need that level of faith to deal with what is coming. I'm telling you, you're going to need it. It's not like optional. So, if you don't have that kind of faith, 
Get in the word of God because, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We use the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, to battle these types of things. The Bible says, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. And that's why the Bible says, above all, you know, putting on the full armor of God so we'd be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, that we will be able to stand against that evil one. That's why it's very important to do that, to literally put on the full armor of God. You know, and praying and fasting and these types of things. It's very, very important. Um, I do have an attachment. If you email me, I'll send to you. It's called Dealing with um, Evil Entities. And it's some practical things you can do to do this. Uh, this is something that you know, if we don't start now on this type of stuff, and you wait until, if you wait until things are ten times worse than they are now, you're going to be much more ill-equipped at that point than you would have been had you taken initiative now to deal with this type of stuff. Um, I look at it like when you can deal with pure evil and defeat it, what is that going to do for your faith? It's going to increase it. I guarantee you it will. So then when the next battle comes around, not saying you've actually been there and done that exact scenario, but you're going to have much more faith to actually deal. And what, is, what does the Bible say about the full armor of God? It says, above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, it says, above all. And then it says, taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. When Jesus Christ comes back on a white horse, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Alpha Omega, the first and the last, has a name written on him that no man knows. What comes out of his mouth? The sword. A sword comes out of his mouth. His name, it says, was the Word of God. So again, it always goes back to the Bible. Make sure you're reading the right Bible, the King James Bible. Okay, Quote the Bible when you're dealing with the devil. What did Jesus Christ do with the devil when he was in the wilderness? He didn't argue with them. He just quoted scripture. That is the safest thing, if he's our example, that's the safest possible thing you can do as well. But you have to memorize scripture in order to quote it. Now granted, you can have a Bible there, but if you didn't have that, and I always, I always recommend, if you go to, if you're dealing with evil, confronting evil, if you're going to a curse place or whatever, I always advise having a Bible with you. It is literally, I really view it literally like a sword. I view it literally like a sword. Um, and this, these are things that we want to, you know, kind of get this concept of. And, uh, it is the sort, the Bible says in the beginning in John, John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. Okay. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. So he, Jesus Christ is the word. Okay. So when you quote the word, you're quoting it in the authority and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is where our power lies as born-again Christians. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, his angelic host, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved their lives not unto the death. So that's 
how it's accomplished. That's how it's done. Uh, let's go further here. Uh, let's see. So, Perry, her character is spinning through space, and it's a large gray alien. Then this alien, while singing the words to the song, morphs into Katie's character. What is that in- indicative of? It shapeshifts, which is another really, really big thing you see heavily presented in Hollywood and in interactions with supposedly people that have interacted with these demons and devils and things of this nature. Um, so, and this is also in, indicative of transhumanism. Uh, the Katie, Katie Venegan morphs into a hybrid humanoid. Uh, so she goes from a large gray alien to kind of looking like herself and then morphs into a hybrid humanoid with incredibly evil reptilian eyes and multicolored facial features. So it's like almost this mix between the two. She's shape-shifting into all these different forms. Really, really, really gross, disgusting stuff. She then falls to Earth, kind of indicative of a fallen angel, where it is apparent that something cataclysmic has happened as the scene is a wasteland. She awakens a life form that is being protected with a robotic suit. It's like this robot. This tin can robot. Then we hear from Cayenne West, who spews out his vulgarity and explicitly sexual language that makes one wonder if he's possessed. I don't have to wonder, I know he is. Uh, the images that flash by then are deliberate. We see mating animals, a bowl of cherries, a baby being born, monkeys mating. This goes by very fast, and in order to see it, you have to stop the video. I don't advise you even watch this stinking thing. Um, finally, Perry kisses this humanoid. And awakens it. In the final scene, we see Perry's character really is something out of the Greek mythos. A fawn, which is a centaur-like creature. Which she has, from the waist down, she's got like a deer body. An upright deer body. And from the, from like the waist up, she's, she's human. Okay? So, she awakens this life form. They kiss. And then she turns into this fawn, which would imply her having sex with this alien life form has changed her into this centaur-like creature. Now again, the centaurs, the minotaurs, all of these things that we see in Greek mythology, I really believe are based in fact. What were they doing in the days of Noah? They were they were tinkering and messing with the DNA of man. They were combining human and animal DNA, and you actually they were actually able to produce these types of creatures. This is the day and times we're moving back into. So, going further, uh, finally Perry kisses the humanoid, awakens it. Um, they so she turns into this fawn center like creature. They hold hands and look into the sunrise. It's a brave new world, basically a brave new world order. There is a date that is shown on the glass case displaying a now extinct pigeon, which is 2030. In closing today's post, it is my opinion that we are being set up to accept transhumanism, uh, extraterrestrial and so-called extraterrestrial presences. It's everywhere as the planet continues to spin out of control. There was another 7.1 earthquake over the weekend. People are becoming desperate to find a solution to the problems that are facing us. And see, these aliens... Again, that's a whole other scenario that I've said before. All of the stuff with the Ascended Masters, and they're waiting in the wings to save humanity. All the stuff with the aliens and the UFOs and the Ascended Masters. What are they ultimately saying? They're saying at some point we're going to step in, and when humanity will accept us, it's almost like having to have, you know, like 
the vampire at the front door. He's got to be invited in. When enough of humanity will collectively accept us, and this will come at the heels of great cataclysmic change, most likely in the heels of World War III, all kinds of plagues and pestilences, wars, earthquakes, rumors of wars, tsunamis, you name it. Who knows what's going to happen? A possible potential pole shift. I've talked about this in um, recent, very, very recent teachings. People are going to be so desperate, they'll accept whatever is set before them as long as they'll make the, the, all these problems go away. People are going to be primed for this to happen. He goes on to say, I believe the ET will come bearing gifts, like the source of free energy. Well, again, that's what V talks about. They're, they, they're going to come, they can heal all our diseases, they give us our special vaccines, guaranteed beyond tainted DNA vaccines. We've already got those now anyway. Documented that very much in recent times past. Also, the back vaccinations um, right now can, can have implantable uh, microchips in them, whether it be a microchip that's actually in the tip of the needle or microchip dust, which Hitachi has had patents on for years and years and years, where they're actually injecting you with nanorobots and microchips, and you don't even know what you're being injected with. You have no clue. Not to mention all the other garbage and terrible stuff in the vaccines. Um, but free energy, uh, you know, um, cure to all diseases, uh, you name it. There'll be, you know, ways to probably, you know, purify the air, purify the water, clean up the environment. They're going to have a lot of the things that are going on right now. I can, a possible scenario I see is this Fukushima plan here that's just spewing out radiation. You know, we're talking, we've heard about the, the, uh, iodine and the cesium, and, but they're not talking a lot about the actual uranium and the plutonium, which is really, really bad stuff. They're just dumping it in the ocean now. It's up in the atmosphere. What if we had more scenarios like that going on? What if the New Madrid Fault went off? What if there were mass earth, earthquakes on a global scale? And we've got hundreds of nuclear power plants that are destroyed. And they're just spewing out radiation. And what if all of a sudden these saviors, false saviors of humanity come on the scene and say, okay, we can clean all this up, we can make all this go away, you just have to accept us. What about that scenario? I've never even brought that up before, but I'm I'm telling you, with this nuclear scenario that's playing out right now, it makes me see how incredibly vulnerable humanity is just to that one thing alone. That by itself would be enough reason for people to um, accept anything they would be offered. So, they may come with sources of free energy, a chip that extends our lifespan, disease-free for over 500 years. Uh, Just like Avatar, the V-series, and District 9, this video blurs the line of what it means to be human. The lyrics to the song are correct in that they tell us that these creatures are from a whole different dimension. That dimension, in my opinion, is the second heaven, and it is the realm of the fallen ones and his demons. Uh, welcome to the Great Deception. So I'm going to go ahead and close out part one, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at drjohnson at ix.netcom.com. That's drjohnson.com at the letter I, the letter X, dot N-E-T-C-O-M, dot com. 
with the word subscribe in the subject line. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.